Welcome to All Things Health and Abundance podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss different health-related issues and come with real tips and advice. What is quantum healing hypnosis technique? How does this form of hypnosis work? Is it dangerous in any way at all? And how does healing happen through this technique? This and much more is what we'll be discussing today. And today with me is Donna Kovacs. Donna is the owner of the Heart of the Matter Wellness Center. She's a qualified clinical hypnotherapist, counselor, psychotherapist, as well as practitioner of many spiritual and alternative therapies that complement her therapy practice. Her aim is to provide confidential, safe, effective, non-judgmental professional therapy, as well as to ensure that all her clients are treated with respect and dignity, no matter what issues they come to her with. I'm really happy to have you here with us discussing this topic today. It's a topic that is really dear to my heart. Quantum healing hypnosis technique developed by Dolores Cannon. Like I'm in love with the technique. So when I find the guests for my podcast, usually I just go by feeling. And I had this amazing feeling as soon as I came across Donna's profile and website. And then, yeah, we got to talking about hypnosis and it was just amazing, like match made in heaven. So I'm really happy that Donna accepted my invitation to be a guest on the podcast. And yeah, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Oscar. Yeah, it's been a really easy connection straight from the very beginning. Yeah, so I'm very happy to be here with you. It's one of my favorite <laughs> too, obviously. <laughs> field. Yeah. Can you start by explaining in simple terms what quantum healing hypnosis technique is and how it was developed? Yeah, sure, sure. So Dolores Cannon was the founder of the QHHC session. Yeah. Therapy. When I studied with the process I was fortunate I, I did it directly with Dolores yeah climbing back a little while now but she, she you were came, lucky yeah 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 she came to Melbourne and well she came to Geelong which is not far from where I live and so she yeah so she was able to bring that process to us but basically I think she started the process or her work back in the 1960s she was a hypnotherapist and yeah and she was very talented with what what she brought forward being able to bring people into past lives and then this being able to access this other part of themselves the higher mind or how she called it the subconscious mind it all came from dolores it's been a real gift to be able to share that with other people but basically i guess the process is is being able to take a person into that alternate state into hypnosis but into a deeper state of hypnosis we call that somnambulism which in other terms it's sleepwalking but you are not asleep even though people will often think that they will be asleep you're actually not asleep you're in the alternate world really you're moving into the spiritual world and you're able to access that deeper part of the mind that opens people to the different lives whether they be parallel lives or whether they be past lives this deeper part of themselves and Mm. through that people can understand themselves more deeply they can lift things they can heal things once we've moved through that process of past life we get to go into this even more profound world the in-between where we can access that higher mind Sometimes our guides, sometimes our angels, sometimes the higher self, which can be a little bossy or a little bit different to what a person expects. But the process is all healing and it's really done for the greater good. Mm, So it's not always the higher self we get in contact with. It can be angels, it can be anything. It can, yeah, it really really can. Well, that has been my experience. I, uh, I just had a client just recently who... Although that wasn't really, I would typically call a past life. I'm a little bit confused, I guess, as to whether it is a past life now or whether we are actually moving into parallel lives. I know Dolores. Yeah, I was going to ask that as well, actually. Yeah, I have this client and she came just a few weeks ago and she had a fear of 
childbirth. She wanted to have children, but she just had this real fear of childbirth. She said that when she met her husband, it was such a profound meeting, like they just knew each other. But to have children was just really an emotional struggle for her. So when we went into that past life or whatever we, we assumed would be a past life, she said to me, I can see two versions. I can see a version where this part of her had lost the child and a version where she was able to save the child. And so it was as if she was kind of in those two states. And we basically asked to choose which she would prefer. And so by choosing to, to allow that baby to be born, it, she said to me, she described the other world sort of dissolving away. Wow, I get goosebumps. Yeah, it was actually never worked with anybody that had experienced anything like that before. But it was wow. really clear to me that we are, we're having these parallel experiences in this in this timeline and as we access this information obviously there are there and there can be this crossover at times and when she when she came out of the session she just she just had no more fear it's like okay it was ready to have children because she loved her husband so much it was just this yeah. innate feeling inside that was scaring her and of course she didn't understand why it was just an unexplainable yeah, yeah. but she came with that intention of solving that issue right She did. She came with the intention of solving that and also understanding why did she feel this strong connection with her husband and um, mm. was definitely the same husband in that previous life that she saw. Yeah. yeah. And then they spent their entire life in that in that life she saw, not worrying about any money, not worrying about anything. They just were, they just had each other and she felt that in this life it was very similar. They didn't really have any mm. any problems or difficulties within the relationship. It was just them together. Yeah, it was really quite beautiful. Wow, amazing. And it is so amazing that you mentioned this between past lives and parallel lives. Mm. The last time I went under, like I've had this recurring or recurring dreams about a person that I that I had the longest crush on, even though I've had other relationships, like this was always there lingering. And when She asked what was all this about because I kept on dreaming about this person that I've never had anything mm. with. The answer was that I am projecting parallel lives and this and it's not about this life at all. Wow. That's what is happening that I that I kept on having dreams and somehow the crash disappeared after that. Did it really? Yeah, I can Yeah. I had it for the longest period, like I don't know how many years. Like yeah. I couldn't get over it and kept on dreaming about this person. And I didn't want to do anything about that because mm -hmm. of other reasons, but yes. I couldn't really explain it. Why I kept on thinking about him, dreaming at night about him. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I was projecting parallel lives and everything disappeared when this came up. Is that right? So you, you yeah. stopped dreaming that and you didn't yeah. have that feeling anymore? Nothing anymore. It was resolved then through yeah. your understanding of it. Through understanding that it was parallel lives. I don't know if it happened like after when I listened to it mm. and I understood that it was parallel lives, mm. but it was amazing. So it's so, so great that you mentioned this, that it can be past lives, mm. but it can be parallel lives too. And you know, what? it really confuses me because I find it fascinating how we can, they can see a life or we can see a life. I can give you another example. So I had this mm -hmm. girl and she had this weakness in her legs she seasonal weakness in her legs so around summer months her legs would become very weak and she couldn't stand up and mm. rest of the year she was fine and what had happened was her legs had been severed <laughs> she had been oh. yeah she had been in a war and an army and her legs had been actually cut off <laughs> and once we kind of like restored her energy body like once we reattached mm -hmm. her that completely went away And if you think about a life that's actually happened, let's say that happened because it was an army where she had a, a metal suit, you know, like it was a long time ago. How can that be that it happened so far away, so long ago, and yet after that, that weakness completely went away? And she said, she wrote to me a couple of years after we'd had the session and said it has never returned. So. Wow. And that was the thing. Are they really parallel? Are they past? It's, you know, when we're in the quantum yeah. field, what are we really accessing? You know, how much of Because it? there is no time. There is no time. That's right. Even though it's easier to talk about past lives 
but if they are then happening simultaneously then of course something is affecting the other thing yes but would this mean that if we eventually i know it would take a lot of work but if we eventually would heal all these parallel lives then mm -hmm. we would heal our mm -hmm. whole self yes yes i think that is the aim wow. yeah i think that is oh. it. I but think... probably there are many parallel lives though yes no even let's say even with trauma i think what happens is even if we have had trauma in this current life, we can kind of create an alternative reality or move into a parallel life or a parallel world where that trauma continues to exist. So the memories will continue to flow through. You know, when they get a person gets stuck in a PTSD experience, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's an aspect of their soul that's stuck in that rumination. And so then when we find that part and reclaim that part, the PTSD goes away. So, you know, I think it just extends beyond this life. And I just feel like a part of our, our journey is to reclaim all of us, understand ourselves, and reclaim. Yeah. It's very interesting. Wow. But that would mean that there is the same soul having mm. all these experiences. So then, of course, everything is connected. Everything is connected. Of course, an issue from a parallel life would actually um, resolve an issue in this life. Or, yeah, if we can call it like that, in this body at least. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, the lifetimes that people see are always connected to the current life they're in. Yeah, that's true, actually. Whatever you see, there is always a connection there. It's not random, whatever is shown to you. No, no. It's, it's definitely been selected so that they can resolve something. And I don't know yeah. if you have this experience, but sometimes they'll come for a particular issue, but it's not even that that they'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly every time yeah. i've gone under or almost every time i've put someone under it has been like that yes yeah because they're here to want something or they'll they'll see something else completely and then they'll say oh that doesn't matter anymore that thing i came for i don't even worry about it now even though it's somehow, <laughs> it didn't really get addressed in the way they thought it might it's yeah it dissolves somehow yes yeah because you see a greater picture you know, you have a greater understanding, mm. not caught up in the in the smaller kind of issues of life. Yeah, right. Yeah, you really do. You see the world from a greater, greater space. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. What does a session look like for someone that has never been under but maybe is contemplating doing that? Yeah, sure. Well, the person will come and they generally have an idea of why they want to come, even though, as we just said, mm -hmm. they may not. You know, it might not always be as clear or be presented to them in the way they expect, but they might have a list of questions or they might have issues they want to resolve. So it could be a phobia or it might be, you know, family or relationship issues, health issues, those types of things. And they'll come and we'll have a chat. We'll have the pre-talk chat and discuss like what needs to happen, answer as many questions as I can in that way to bring them into sort of a more relaxed space. They're normally a little bit nervous, not sure, unless they've had this type of work before. And then once we've kind of worked through where their concerns may be, I'll take them into hypnosis. Oh, great. They, they will agree to, to go into hypnosis. A person mm -hmm. doesn't go under hypnosis unless they choose. So, you know, they'll agree to, to experience hypnosis. And that process is very relaxing, I would say. They're going into it. Mm -hmm. You know, I do it, well, you probably do the same. We're in a very gentle way, leading them into that part of themselves through relaxation, through guided imagery, through lots of different processes. And then when they're in that state, we can access the memories. And the memories are stored in different ways. So they might be stored through the sense of knowing somebody, as we talked about before, or it might be through the fear. I've had a few people come for drowning, fear of drowning. So they mm -hmm feeling of, of fear of water and uh, mm -hmm. that energy would be the, the path that would lead them into the past life. Whatever whatever it is, it's really guided by their higher self. And so once they're open, their imagination's open and the energy field is open, they travel into that life and they can experience it either through their own eyes or they might see it from an eagle point of view, like from a higher perspective. Mm -hmm. Some people might feel it. So they might get more of a sense and not really be that visual. So it can come through in, in many ways. 
but there's always a knowing in it that it it's right you know there's a strong sense that this is this is right and and so we'll follow that process until we get to the end of that life so it's important to see and i think dolores was really adamant about that too how did the person's life end because that can be the part that is creating the problem now so oh, it's wow. that person without the legs <laughs> or a yeah. person that's been beheaded they often have a lot of trouble speaking up or have a lot of throat issues i had woman with claustrophobia that came although she didn't die under the house she she had a terrible fear um, of claustrophobia so once you kind of see the world that inner world Mm -hmm. and and then we can move through that and then access that higher part of ourselves. and in that higher part of ourselves, yeah guides can come angels can come or our higher self can come and people will visualize that in different ways amazing when you mentioned the drowning, have you ever experienced someone actually going through it, through the process of drowning? Yeah, yeah. So they actually go through the process during hypnosis? Yeah, so just recently, actually. I, I, oh, wow. He loved the ocean, actually. He loved water, but he was really... Oh, afraid. so he didn't come with... He loved the, the water, but he was afraid of it. Yeah, he was afraid of oh. the water. And um, he was actually a sailor that got... It wasn't pushed overboard, but was thrown overboard. And so, yeah, we had to kind of reclaim him. He was at the bottom of the ocean, that aspect of himself. You saw him there. Under- wow. Yeah, yeah. So it made such sense to him because he hadn't actually brought that up in the session. He hadn't mentioned that part. That was not his intention. But where the universe took him was into that life because he said, I, I wouldn't have expected to see this. Yeah. So that was interesting. That was not what he had originally come to me for, but yeah. But there, so here he was at the bottom of the ocean. It's like we had to re- we had to find that part of his soul. And what do you mean by that? Reclaim that part of the soul. He saw himself more from an overview, so from an eagle point of view. So he didn't experience it. Yes. Yeah, so he could see himself actually under the water, sort of stuck, lost under the ocean. And so okay. I asked him to reach down and set himself free from that. And, and wow and he did do that and and uh, was the fear released yeah the fear was released yeah yeah and he really understood it mm. wow amazing yeah it is actually my phobia is it the fear of drowning but i have avoided really going in depth into that under oh. hypnosis because of fear so maybe it's just time it's so interesting that you bring it up because maybe it's just time to to do that in oh, the next session i think the um the subconscious has this lovely way of protecting the person. I mean, I have had it where people have been actually really in the experience and, you know, mm. stressed. But you can pull them out of that, you know, if you bring that yeah. to a point of view. But if you're afraid, they probably lead you more in a more of an objective point of view rather than to be in the yeah. Okay. I've asked actually what it is about, or the person bringing me on has asked that. And the only answer I got is that because I was connecting it to Atlantis. And the answer was, no, that's it's deeper than that. But that's all I know. And I didn't want to go more in depth into that. But it would be interesting, actually, if it is very... even deeper than Atlantis. Yes, yes, it would be very interesting. Yeah, I... maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. <laughs> I have a friend and, and actually she ended up coming for a session. She was born with a fear of, even from a little girl, she couldn't go in lifts. She couldn't go in prams. The pram couldn't, or the stroller couldn't have the hood down. So she was born with that. And as she got older, she couldn't even go to a hairdresser to have her hair washed. She wasn't kind of really open to this at all, but she kind of knew what I was doing. So she asked me if we could have a session. It was fascinating. She immediately went to a life in India where she was a girl that experienced an earthquake and the building collapsed on top of her and she wow. was stuck under the building and she was seeing herself day after day after day, you know, like night, day, and night, day, until finally her father in that life pulled her out of the rubble and she survived. She was okay, but she was obviously brought forward this fear of claustrophobia. So her fear went away. So after that, her fear completely resolved and hasn't come back. That's completely gone. But wow. she was telling her parents a little while after. 
and her dad was a builder and she was telling both of her parents and all of a sudden when she brought this up her dad left the room and her mother said to her did you know that your father cannot go under buildings he can go into ceilings he can do everything but he can't go under buildings wow it was as if and I'm guessing that that he was the man that pulled her out in that life <gasps> yeah maybe it would be really healing for the father as well yeah, yeah. to do this yes probably yes but I don't know I mean he's in his 70s now I'm not sure if yeah knows. so you can solve actually any type of traumas that you don't even know where they are coming from yes exactly PTSD. how about physical health uh physical physical health, health issues like yeah. disease in the body well well, I can give you one example that actually happened to me. Can I give you that one? Oh, of course. I would love that. It was only just recently. A lady came and she came for her own experience. I woke up in the morning for that before she arrived, like in the middle of the night with an extremely painful tooth. And I thought, oh, my God, I couldn't even put my jaws together. And I thought, I'm going to have to go to the dentist to sort this out. It was really painful. But I thought, oh, she's coming. I can't cancel such short notice. So... I made an appointment for the dentist the next day. I didn't tell her about it. I just took Panadol and, you know, basically tried to ignore it. But I couldn't put my teeth together before her session. So she does the session. She was a little child and she died as a child. And she was taken to this room where there were just all babies, like babies that had passed over. And they were being watched over by this beautiful angel. and she brought this angel forward and it turns out it was Archangel Gabriel. And I looked this up after she left. And Archangel Gabriel does look after babies. Oh. Um, yes, I, I didn't know. And so it was a strange thing. But she says to me, Donna, Archangel Gabriel would like to talk to you. And I went, oh, okay. It was really odd. So she doesn't know anything about me and she certainly didn't know about my toothache. And so he gives me all this lovely, you know, doesn't really matter what he was saying, but he was giving me some really lovely things, saying to me some things about my work, etc. cetera. Wow. And he was doing it. I could feel the pain being drained out of my tooth. By the time I went home, I had no toothache at all and it has never come back. Wow. I know. So that, I don't know. I mean, I'm very happy that that happened. I mean, but I was not expecting to help me in that way. But did he say, did Archangel Gabriel say, now I'm healing your tooth? But Or it was just nice things? And... Me, you know, like through her, he just spoke to me about, you know, all different things. I guess it would go, oh, there was a question that I had in my mind and I'd had it in my mind for a little while. And I, you know, when you put things out to the universe and I wanted to have the answer and I was a little bit confused about something, he brought that up and he said, this is, you've had this question and this is the answer. That was right through him. So she didn't know that. She didn't know anything about me. And and I wondered if the evidence for me was that the toothache went away. Do you know? Because she might not have. I wondered if that was to prove to me what she was channeling was true. Yeah. It was really. This is beautiful. It was really, really interesting. Yeah. Have you experienced any deep healing from difficult disease? Maybe that's a tough question. So I don't want to ask if people can heal from very difficult disease, but have you experienced or someone you know have experienced that? Well, I really can't recall. I mean, people have healed in different ways. I know there was a lady that came for, she had cancer and I know she wanted to be healed, but I think we have to be careful because curing and healing are two separate things. Yeah. And, you know, when a person comes to be cured, you know, that's a medical procedure or a medical world. But when we're working in the spiritual world, we're talking healing, healing. I'm not sure her cancer actually went into remission, but I know that they directed her to heal her relationships with her family. They really wanted her to resolve the unresolved issues before, you know, I don't know if they said before she passed, but that was the emphasis for her, not to really focus on the end result, but, but working through these different relationships that she'd had. So, yeah. you know, that, and I guess that in a way, if we're a soul and we're moving through lifetimes, did the soul want her to be free from cancer? I'm not really sure. But I know that 
she realised from that session that she really needed to work on her relationships and that's what she's mm-hmm. planning on doing. So I know Dolores talked a lot about curing lots of things. Personally say I've been seen anybody cured of cancer or I have had somebody with Crohn's disease that that went away. Okay. But that was more of an emotional energy that was, you know, but yeah, not sure. Have you, have you had anybody? No, not cured. Actually, my very first diagnosis was someone who had cancer. He was around 70 and like he was saying that he wanted to be cured. And actually it's interesting because what came up is he started crying during diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And what came up is the, the relationship with his brother that needed to be healed and he was talking to his brother in there mm. and then he basically went to what Dolores calls heaven oh, yeah. okay. so deep down I kind of knew even though I didn't want to explain it to the family they had hope and I didn't want to destroy that hope but he went to heaven and he was really happy there yeah okay so deep down I kind of expected that he wasn't cured Yes, okay. So you really um, described this, what Dolores says, that that's how most people describe heaven. How did he say that? First of all, he went around a lake, a beautiful Mm -hmm. lake, and then he described suburbs Mm -hmm. and being in this beautiful house in the suburbs. It's a while ago now because it was my very first life process. It was so tough, actually, to go into something like that as the first diagnosis, especially with someone who is suffering from cancer and consciously wants to be healed. Yes. And then he just went to the suburbs, basically. Wow. Okay. Around all this housing was around the lake and he was just walking around the lake and he was very in a state of floating and happy. Yes, yes. So it was... I've seen people have gone to that lake with me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They have seen heaven. Well, yeah, I guess if that's what, yeah. They will go there or they'll go to the library. Or the library, yeah. Dolores says that, right? Because yes. most people go to the suburbs and then the intellectual ones or the, one, or the ones that are very much in the spiritual path go to the library, she says. Mm-hmm. Or okay. some can go and speak to the masters. Right, okay. Depending well, on where they are. This There was the lady with the parallel lives that I was speaking to you about earlier. She went to a blue planet and wow. Yeah, she and it, she said it was just made of crystals. And the guide that came through, she described well, actually, I think it was her higher self, but came through as this beautiful, looked like she said semi human, but had very blue um, eyes and pale skin. And I asked, well, Are you connected to the Palladians? And she was, yeah, <gasps> it was a Palladian some point I thought maybe serious but no it's Pleiadians yeah and this this lady that was you know the lady with the parallel she was very gentle in herself she was quite beautiful so I could have connection there yeah yeah have you had people maybe going to another planet or Mm. seeing themselves as something different from a human yes I have have experienced that once actually yeah actually my first or second one oh wow in the beginning of probably three or four they were animals. So one was a fox, a fox that got shot, a an ape that got stuck between rocks and couldn't get out and die. You know, so when you're asking, put your feet on the ground and they don't have feet. Yeah. <laughs> one guy that was a planet. Can you imagine? He was a planet. He was a planet. He was a planet. He said wow. himself as this density of a planet. He wasn't human at all. He had no... He, yeah, he was, he was part of the planet. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I know. Those ones kind of throw you because you're really expecting. <laughs> I had a woman. That's, had that's a woman. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it just really kind of goes, okay, what? What, what do I ask I'm now? Wearing, I'm not wearing anything. I'm a rock or I'm a stone or I'm a... <laughs> yeah, it just really does throw. There was a, a woman that came to me not long ago and she went back to creator source. And I found that was really fascinating. She was wow. at the very beginning of her incarnation. <gasps> wow. And I was good. It was really interesting because I was asked, I just read a book. There's a hypnotherapist that has written a lot about this. And I thought to myself, how why I haven't met anybody that, I don't know if that's happened to you. And you kind of think, oh, gee, I'd like to know what that's like. And then this lady shows up. And wow. uh, 
she was back in the energy of the creator source and she could see uh, like the fractals of light forming and of herself forming in different ways but then one would sort of disappear and another one would form until it became a collective and then she just kept moving through the process of evolution until actually she became part of the earth so she was the atmosphere then she was a mountain then she was a tree then she was a bird and I was asking her what does it feel like like what does it feel and then when she was a bird she said she could hear the chirping in her in her mind and she could understand what the she couldn't speak but she could understand what the bird was saying yeah fascinating what was the learning from this well she ended up after that she realized her passion real passion was to invest in the environment so she wanted to do something working with nature and she realized she'd had a corporate job and she just said that's not where my passion has ever been and now I realize how what it feels like to be connected so deeply to the earth I want to do something to help the planet yeah wow yeah amazing that was really interesting yeah yeah fascinating (laughs) I just love listening to you explaining it, all it this. Very, I know. You just never know. Really. Do you know one? I can remember another. If I yeah. this particular person came, and I really it was a long time ago now, so I don't remember exactly why she came, but I remember she was jumping from one life to the. You know, some people do that. They'll yeah. say part of one life, then they'll say a part of another life, and part of, and there was a theme with all of this, and it was really about not accepting being a feminine woman like not allowing herself to feel attractive not allowing herself to feel beautiful and every life she'd been oppressed like she was a nun and then there was a life when she was hospitalized for mental illness there was lots of lifetimes of oppression and abuse for being a a female and she was flowing through that process really 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 quickly it took me a while to kind of keep up like what's going on and then all of a sudden she says to me, oh, my God, I'm in a spaceship. Oh, my God. Now I understand why I don't feel like I belong here. And I said, oh. I have to be honest, in my mind I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> is this yeah. true? Because, you know, I don't know. I was a little bit sceptical back then. It was a long time ago. And then she said, again, they want to speak to you. And and I wondered, oh, because in my mind I thought, I said to myself or to them, if this is real, you know, confirm it for me. Like it's not about me. I don't know, but I made it about me. And yeah. they spoke to me and they gave me all this history around my family, stories about my children, things she didn't know. And she was a part, so she, her consciousness was in a spaceship. Wow. Actually, I've had a few people where they can just look out through the window of the spaceship and they just see the stars. So their consciousness oh. is moving in the spaceship. And then that must be part of their aspect of themselves. And then they're incarnating here on, on this planet, on Earth. Wow. She opened up a lot of spiritual gifts that night. But later on, I spoke to her again and she said it was too much for her. She shut it down. It was very scary. It just oh. happened so much that you know, she just couldn't deal with it. Mm. Oh, it's such a pity. Yes. I guess it was just too sudden. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I know the answer to this, but I'm still going to ask it because I have people that contact me about that and then they are scared about it. They think that something bad is going to happen to them, that they will get in their hypnosis and I don't know what will happen. They can't come out. Is there anything bad that can happen under this process when they are under? No. No. This process is guided by our soul. It's guided by that highest part of us. Yeah. It's only for our highest good. It's only their human mind that's afraid, but the greater part of them wants them to experience it. They want yeah. they want them to know more of themselves. I've never had anybody, and, you know, I've done this for a long time, hundreds of people, and I've never had anybody uh, report any negative from the outcome of the experiences it's always been it's always been something that they've really wanted to understand about themselves or needed to understand even if they didn't know so no no 
nothing about this is evil or scary. I mean, you know, it's you have to be you have to be open minded and you have to be willing to surrender into the process. Mm. You have to be. What if fight. someone doesn't surrender? Someone does wants to do it but doesn't know how to surrender or doesn't know how to visualize. Mm. I've had that once actually that someone didn't know how to visualize. Well, do you know? I think that's pretty. That's not uncommon because we assume mm. that everybody is visual, but not everybody is visual. And people okay. sometimes they assume it's it's going to be like a movie. And it's just going to play out like a movie, and it doesn't really. It's not always like that either. So sometimes there'll be just lots no. of information, and then it'll jump to another chunk of information. But if it's not a visual, it's more of a knowing. It's like, oh, I got a sense I was somewhere. I got a feeling I was, mm-hmm. you know, it's more from the heart center rather than from their head or their their imagination. But um, I think it just depends on how we store that memory. Oh, okay. Because not everyone is visual. Not everybody is visual, no. It's easier for people that are visual, but you don't mm-hmm. Visual, but I think it. I think it is definitely easier if a person can visualize. They seem to trust it a bit more. But yeah, yeah. I think if if they've never experienced hypnosis before and they are afraid, I often suggest come and just have some hypnosis rather than dive deep into this yeah. feeling. Or I ask if you're meditating. If you can allow your mind to be into that meditative state, you can easily be hypnotized. I think. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it's it's a good point that the ones that allow meditation, then they can allow this as well. Yes. They can allow the guard to, to come down. Yes, that's right. That's right. I've had once someone that was, well, she kind of wanted to prove that this is not real. And she was telling herself through the process, open your eyes, open your eyes, open your eyes. And at the end, she told me that she was so pissed at herself that she couldn't open her eyes during ah, diagnosis. Really? And that's, that really goes against the, the whole purpose of it. But at the end of the day, she ended up believing a bit more. Yes, okay. Oh, that's interesting. She couldn't open her eyes. No, she couldn't. She, she just wanted to get up to show me that this isn't real. And, well, <laughs> that well, didn't funny. happen. Yeah, okay. So, well, that is really funny. Yeah, no, it's, it's wonder why they come if they're challenging it. Yeah. But I think that's probably a very protective part of them, you know. I mean, we all have aspects of ourselves and maybe there is just that very protective part that finds it difficult to surrender. Often just coaching them along, encouraging that part to to let go. Yeah. Or begin to shift it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Are there more men or women coming to, to therapy? To therapy in general or just to? Like. For hypnosis, basically. For hypnosis, for this process, it's mostly women, I have to say. But why is it like that? It's the same for you? Yeah, why is it like that? I don't understand why it's more women that are interested in this. Well, I think in general, women are more open to therapy. I think men Mm. find, some men find, you know, it's a weakness to say you need help. Okay. And so it's a weakness, yeah. It's a weakness. So they don't, you know, and to come and to do this or do any type of therapy, you have to be kind of vulnerable in a way. You have to be willing mm-hmm. to open up. But I have to say, there are more men now than there used to be. I think, that, yeah, I think it is changing. Oh, that's great. Have yeah. you put your husband under? I have. You have? Amazing. Yeah, I have. But he's funny because he doesn't, he doesn't, he actually believes therapy is very effective because i have helped him with he we live near an airport and um, the planes were driving him crazy so we're either going to move or i was going to help him with that so i was able to so now he doesn't care about the airplanes but i did ask him once if i could put him under hypnosis for the past life and i have to say he has this real love for indian food it's asian Mm -hmm. and indian food are his favorite and i put him under but he saw himself walking in the desert as you know his skin was dark he felt he was in india but he got so freaked out he jumped out of it and he won't let me oh (laughs) yeah he said it was too strange yeah i understand so i couldn't get further than that i would have liked to have i mean he let let me 
the aeroplane because obviously he had an issue with that. But yeah, he feels that he's an atheist. So you know, yeah. How do you convince atheists? Actually, I don't you think, don't. No, I think at the end, I said to him, at the end, we'll know, <laughs> and I'll be standing there going, "Yeah, I told you so." <laughs> How can someone prepare for a hypnosis session? What type of questions should the person bring with them? Like, of course, they bring some questions that they want to ask, right? And mm. are there any questions that are not allowed? Uh, well, I think they could come with whatever questions. I don't know if there are any questions that are not allowed. I don't know. If Let's say if it was ethically or um, it conflicted spiritually, they wouldn't be given the answers anyway. Mm-hmm. Were you taught that you shouldn't ask a particular question? No. 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 Uh-huh. Just I was wondering because people will like wonder about this, right? So I thought to ask this question, like what kind of question should I come with and how does it work and how can I prepare for this session? Yeah, Okay. Well, I mean, I think you just come whatever. I mean, I've had people come with it with a, you know, a very, very, very long list, and maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe that's not possible to get all of that answer. Yeah. You know, we'll answer. They will answer as much as they can. Mm. But yeah, I don't. I don't think there should be a, a um, any control over what they want. Their higher mind will decide anyway. If they can get the answer to something or not. I figured out that when they come with, what's my purpose? Oh, they yeah. They don't get an answer. <laughs> if my purpose is love. <laughs> yeah. Everybody comes with that, don't they? I want to know. Isn't it? And there's never an answer. Well, I think because they've already got the answer. Oh, they'll say, they'll get an answer and they'll say, oh, that's what I was thinking anyway. And then it's like it's yeah. just missing what they felt. They get a different answer. I'm not sure. You know, it's like. I already knew that. Well, then you should yeah. think to that. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just they need to hear it in a more clear way or something. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. That is a common question, though. What is my purpose? It is, and even though I know it won't really be answered, I still go myself with that question. And do you notice what the answer is? What's the common well, answer? Well, it won't be answered directly, but somehow it will come to me. Yes. Like yes. parts of it. Yes, yes. I mean, it's such a it's such a large question because I don't think there's one answer to that anyway, is there? My purpose. Mm. I think no, there is not one answer, no. And we come in for many reasons. Yeah. And how can someone prepare for that? Is, for example, coffee allowed before the session? Well... Suggest they don't take any alcohol or you can't really focus that clearly if you're in a, um, if you've taken a substance. Yeah. Um, Mm. But apart from that, all I think really needs to happen is they come with an open mind. Yeah. And a willingness to let let the process flow in the way it needs to. Mm. That's, That's what I think. Because these are not really sessions guided by the human part of them i think it's their their higher self or as dolores would say the subconscious that is really wanting this for them you know yeah. they're drawn to it for some reason you know that when they ring mm-hmm. them i'm really curious i've just i just feel so passionate about it it's like there's something in them that's already saying have a look at yourself have a look deeper and even though, like, I'll say that and then people will say, oh, I had this preconceived idea. There was a lady came not long ago. Now, I can't remember exactly what the thing was that we talked in the, pre, the pre-talk. the pre But, you know, I'm a little intuitive. And I thought to myself, well, I wonder if they could sort that thing out for her. I brought it up and she said, no, I don't want to deal with that. And I said, oh, okay, no problem, you know. And then when we, she went on, they actually brought that thing forward anyway. I was sort of <laughs> laughing because I thought she said she didn't want to deal with it. But here it is anyway. <laughs> because consciously she didn't want to. She didn't want to, yeah. I kind of had a feeling, well, that could get addressed if she was willing to be. But anyway, they did that. I, mm. I they just they just allowed, you know, that just came through for her. And when at the end I sort of laughed and said, oh, we had to sort it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she was okay about it. Her higher self wanted that. You know, it's interesting. That's so interesting. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How is it like to come in contact with a subconscious mind? How does it 
how does it work? Is like you said, it can be anything, right? A spirit, a deity, it can be an angel, it can be your higher self. Mm. But what is it like? What does the person experience? And how can the subconscious mind actually answer those questions? When they're brought to that place, which you might want to call heaven, they will either channel this energy through them. They will either channel this higher self. It will come through their entire body. And then what will happen is their conscious mind, their their human self seems to just drift further away. And then this higher part of them will start to use their body and speak through them. And when that happens, their voice may change, their language may change. Sometimes even their facial features change. And they will come from a completely different angle to the way the person would normally think. Sometimes I think they must have an internal dialogue going on too. That higher part of them will speak outwardly, but then sometimes they'll do this referring, let me just check or let me ask or let Mm -hmm. me... And the same thing might happen if somebody has something physically wrong. So when they do a scan, when this happens, they'll, they'll, they'll often ask, I can ask, can you scan the body and see if there's anything that could be worked on? And they will do like yeah. a check and then they'll say, yep, we can sort that out. And then the person has described to me like they'll feel like a buzzing feeling or they might feel a tingling or they might have a rush of energy come through. Or sometimes they see colours. And it's like they're doing this energetic work on the person while they're in that state, clearing it, doing whatever. I'm not even, I don't even know. Sometimes, you know, they won't even say what they're, they'll say, oh, they need to be cleared of this or that. And then they just do it. And I'll just say, okay, can you let me know when that's done? And then they'll just say, okay, that's all done now. And then I'll ask with the person, do you feel okay now? How are you feeling? And they'll say, oh, yeah, no, I feel much better now. So we kind of can move backwards and forwards. So that's like with the higher self. But then there are other times when the, when the guide will come forward and it's actually not their higher self. It would be mm-hmm. some being that they feel really safe with, really comfortable with. They'll say, oh, they're very wise or they're very kind. They're always very loving. Yeah. And, and then they'll explain, like, why did they see this life? Like, what was it they needed to understand? So they might say, well, you know, they needed to let go of this anger they have towards their mother or they need to let go of the, the anger towards their brother because they now see another life with their brother and, and they can work out where this anger started. And so they're, they're mm-hmm. asked to clear the karma, really, so they don't bring these relationships forward into the next life you know that we can clear the slate if you like and start afresh and so they're all beautiful and they're always kind and they're always gentle and and they really are just here to help the person shift when they can't shift in another way when they're taken to that place something profoundly happens within them and they come back and the little things that bother them just don't matter now. Even if all the answers are not given, the things that didn't get answered, they don't seem to care that much about anymore. Yeah. It's so probably, true, actually. Yeah. It's really, um, it really is a privilege, to be honest, to be a part of it. I, I'm, all, yeah. I'm always flawed. I think, oh, my God, that's just amazing that the person was able to receive that. Or, Yeah, it's very, it's very profound. It's really profound. And, you know, it shows the person we're never here or not. We're never here alone, you know. We've always got a team helping us. Yeah. Always got that higher part of us that really knows what's good for us. If we feel yeah. lost, we're really not, you know. So That's beautiful. We're really not lost. We're not lost. We just need to re- remember that we're a spiritual being and that we're yeah. loved. Yeah, I know. It's been, yeah, it's a real journey to watch and be a part of it. It's It's fascinating, isn't it? It's a it is beautiful. It is privilege. I think, you know, as I say, I felt very blessed the other month when they fixed my tooth as well because I wasn't expecting that for me. It was, I'm, no one's, I'm not there for myself. I'm there for them. Mm. It was really nice. I felt really moved by that as well. I thought, oh, gee, I don't want to take up your time, <laughs> you know. But um, it was really. No, it was part of the process, right? It's a very kind thing for them to do, yeah. 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 So it's not, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's, it's really as 
really gaining access to ourself, fully ourself. Mm. And understanding. Yeah, that was what I wanted to ask in your last message, but actually you you kind of integrated the last message for the people that are interested in in this method, in this hypnosis method. You kind of integrated the last message oh, here. Yeah. There's nothing to be afraid of and it's just connecting to yourself. Yeah, it is. The different parts of yourself. Different parts of yourself. And I think with knowledge, we, we can move forward in our life. We can make changes. We can let go of things mm -hmm. we don't need to hold on to. We can, so, yeah. Because we only see such a small fragment of ourselves in this body, don't we? <laughs> sure. And, and from that perspective, it's just quite incredible. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like, you know, she she was gifted to bring this through. She was um, with Dolores, I mean. Yeah. I think she, she was channeled well, it. She did. And she was well yeah. ahead of her, her time, for sure. I mean, I think today people are more ready than they were. Yeah. I think people are really now open to understanding in this kind of new age. It's like maybe she uh, came exactly at the time when the shift was being made in order to help the shift. Yes, I think so. I so wish she was still alive though. I know, I know. Do you know, it's really funny if I could just add one bit about when I did my training with her. It was over a few days, I can't remember, maybe five or six days we were traveling. I was traveling backwards and forwards and in this particular day, she said, um, it's a huge auditorium. There were like over 100 people in this huge auditorium. And she did a few demonstrations, you know, each day with talks, etc. And this particular day, she said, when you go home, you're going to experience something. You know, I don't know what it is, but you will all experience. Don't be surprised if you experience something or something to that effect. It was a two-hour drive and I had drove, driven home. And I remember being really tired when I got home and I just laid on my bed and I used to, my little dog was still alive at that point and she was laid on the bed next to me. And I was like really having trouble keeping my eyes open. But I remember my dog growling and looking around the room going as if she saw a crowd <laughs> of, of beings in the room and I just wow. was going to sleep. And I mentioned it to a few people when, I went back the next day and other people had experienced something similar. I think there's an initiation maybe done through this process, wow. welcoming us into, into this world of bringing people forward to create change. I feel like that. I feel like wow, something. I get goosebumps throughout my body. I don't think this is to be taken lightly. I think it's, you know, it's a real, it's a real gift. And I think we, we're part of that process. I think that's a real bridge. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she obviously wasn't the first person to discover doing past lives. Mm. But, but there was definitely something with her connection to UFOs and the way those books were channeled to her, you know, yeah. and brought them through. You know, she had to bring this knowledge. The legacy is definitely here. It almost gets stronger, I think. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? You know, a question just occurred to me, something that I do basically all the time, and I just take it for given now because it has become a habit, placing a pyramid of white light around my body, around my son's body, around the car, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. whoever I can think of, actually around the kindergarten where my son goes to. Is that something you practice and do yeah. you recommend it for people? And what does that do? Yes, I do recommend it. Yeah. I think the pyramid energy is, is of course, not of this world, you know. That's why we have, yeah. and this is a gift given to us from the star beings or whatever you want to refer to them as. And absolutely, it creates protection. It opens a up a pyramid of white light, right? Yes. Yeah, pyramid in the white light, yes. I think it opens up a portal, a doorway for us to gain access as well mm. to that higher, higher realm the quantum field so yes absolutely i oh, think we do it when we meditate we should all be when we meditate okay i always saw it as a protection but it opens a doorway that's my that's that's interesting my, that's my um that's my perception of it yeah and because you see i wonder what the pyramids were actually doing were they not creating doorways were they not creating yeah. portals for time shifting for interdimensional travel and i think we do it energetically with the pyramid energy 
amazing. Thank you for sharing this because I never saw it like that. Mm. I was just thinking protection. So I'm doing it every morning and every evening around everyone I love or in the morning around my car or whatever, because it's protection and I know I will be safe. Yes. But it opens a doorway of connection. Because when we bring it into the session, do you bring it in the session? Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, to me. And then yeah. opens the connection. Opens the connection to the quantum. Yeah. Yeah, because I really, I mean, I'm quite interested in pyramids anyway. You probably. Yeah. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of theory about pyramids creating that, that portal of energy moving. Star beings from here to there, you know. So, I my theory on that. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. If someone wants to gain some knowledge about this type of hypnosis, do you have any recommendation, or maybe Dolores Cannon's books, or? Well, I think her books would be very good. Yeah. Yeah. She has so many. I and know. They, and now they're on audio books. People just read them through audio. You know. Oh. Interesting because I I've been reading them, but this is really interesting yeah, because it makes it easier. An audio book, so they'll just be traveling and they'll be listening. And listening, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's easier. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I've always been reading her books because her books are so thick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. Amazing. And also YouTube now. I mean, she's got all those things. Like yeah. That. So there's plenty of information now about it. But I do think, you know, come with an open mind, but be realistic too, you know, like not everybody's going to be the clear channel that comes through, brings all this enlightened, you know, sometimes know. working on our own stuff, you know, sometimes it's just clearing up our, our grief between our brother and sister or, you know, doesn't yeah. mean that we're all these profound channels that are going to bring through the history of Nostradamus. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, so I think people need to also be, grounded in that too what's really yeah. important for their life yeah honestly i've never been shown anything extraordinary and somehow deep down i was wishing for that because of the type of work i do yeah i wanted to see at least a glimpse of something it has always been plain lives yeah i've never been shown anything spiritual or oh, very plain okay. lives. not yet not yet, at least. Not yet. No, but maybe because I'm so eager to know something like that. Well, you know, and... that's probably what I did, which was just ask. I didn't mean to have that happen. By putting that question into the universe with that particular mm. question I was having, it came through that person. So they are listening. Oh, I mean, I yeah. didn't take over her session, by the way. It did come through that way for me because I, I didn't have my own session personally being hypnotized, but they gave me the information. And even yeah. that night with that woman jumping from one life to the next, I was asking my mind, come on, is this real? Is this yeah. real? I need evidence of this being real. And when they said, she, she said, oh, this is very embarrassing, Donna. I want to tell you something about yourself. I hope you don't mind. And they, she starts telling me about my children. And I thought, that's because I asked. Yeah. So maybe get a bit curious and ask, you know? Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, I should. Nevertheless, it has always been shown something that I needed to work on. How can people get in contact with you and do you work online? I do work online, but not for this process because I think no. a person should be in your presence when they do this deep work, just in case there is some sort of reaction that you need to support them with or just in case the internet went down. Yeah wouldn't be doing and I don't think actually Dolores recommended um, no doing any no she product. didn't no so no the answer was no I don't and the second part of that question was where that, people oh. like how can people find you oh. and you do work online with other processes I right? work online with other processes and I do work online with other types of hypnosis actually oh um, interesting and, and I don't have a problem with that that's yeah that's not an issue mm. And how can people come in contact with you? How can they find you? Well, I have a few websites. So I have <laughs> Spiritual Healing Melbourne. I think it's got a lot more spiritual. If you're spiritually inclined, you're probably more likely to look at that one and find me there. And then you just mm -hmm. email or whatever and um, I'll get back to you. Hi, hi, hi.
Now it's your turn. Let me know what health and abundance subjects you want me to cover in the future. Do that by commenting on the post on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Donna for being here with us today. If you liked it, please leave a review at podchaser.com. Just search for the podcast and write a good review. And if you have questions or you want to book a session with me, please do let me know on Instagram or on my website, adakomani.no. In the next episode, we'll be talking about healing through pleasure. And remember, you are always creating your health and abundance. What do you choose to create today? Oh, oh, oh.